So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad you're here. I want to talk about cholesterol and statins today because I've had some clients recently that um, come to me, they have type 2 diabetes, and they're on statins. And so I asked them, I said, oh, you had high cholesterol. And they they tell me, no, I've never had high cholesterol. And I said, well, why are you taking a statin? And I go, that's what my doctor put me on. And so I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And I I didn't really, I was like, well, I kind of was seeing a trend. And I re- remembered um, when my husband was first diagnosed as um that type 2 diabetic, they also talked about putting him on a statin. And he he was just like, no, I'm not taking a statin. Why would I take that? You know, and they're like, well, it's just recommended. And we know that heart disease can happen, any, all this stuff. But he did not. And he has not. He's um, plant-based. And that's a different story that I'll get into. But so let's just talk about what is cholesterol. I mean, I know people often will tell me they get the, it confused. What is LDL and HDL? But Overall, cholesterol is produced in the liver, and it's we need it. Our our livers produce everything we need. Um, our body needs, and we need it for hormones and vitamin D and bile acids, and and it doesn't dissolve in the blood. It's kind of a waxy substance, right? And so, um, it's it's transported in the blood, and the cholesterol is packed into two different types. There's the LDL, and that's the low-density um, lipoprotein. You can remember LDL is the lousy guy. That's how we learned it in school. He's the guy we don't really want to have a lot of. And then you have the high-density lipoprotein, which is the HDL, and that's the happy, good guy, okay? So you, the more of, more of that you have, the better. So LDL cholesterol, the lousy guy, is necessary in in limited quantities okay but the the high but high ldl cholesterol levels um the lousy guy can dramatically increase your risk of heart attack um by contributing to atherosclerosis so that's why you hear a lot about it and that's why that's why doctors check for it there's a, a pretty strong correlation between the two right so um you know high cholesterol can um you know, is often brought down by using statins. And, and so there's many different types. And you'll, I remember seeing, I, there were so many people, I'd see patients in the hospitals that just, a lot of people are on statins. And it, it was actually quite shocking. Um, and just remember that, you know, what's causing the high cholesterol? That's what we should be looking at instead of just saying, oh, we need to, everybody has to have a statin you know, they, and seeing what's causing it, they just put you on a statin. Okay. So 
Um, so I was kind of surprised when um, these these patients of mine, you know, clients of mine were are automatically on statins because, you know, it, it's known that statins can raise blood sugar levels. Okay. And so, but I went on the American Diabetes Association website, which I'm not a fan, I've got to tell you. Um, and it says on there that it recommends that most people with diabetes take statins depending on their age and other risk factors. Um, and it's because the, these medications are designed to re reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. And we know that diabetes and cardiovascular disease, you know, um, go hand in hand sometimes. But it goes on to say that, um, you know, increased, possible increases in your blood sugar level may, may increase, okay, they may increase after you start taking a statin, which may lead to developing type 2 diabetes. The risk is small, but important enough that the Federal and the Food and Drug Administration has issued a warning on statin labels regarding blood glucose levels and diabetes. And so um, it says that increase generally occurs when blood sugar levels are already higher than normal. So you're already pre-diabetic or diabetic, right? And, um, and that's when they, be, they start, you know, uh, that's the range when you begin taking a statin, okay? But yet then the statins actually can increase the blood sugar levels. So I don't know. It's you. My mom used to always say, "It's either going to cure you or kill you." Right? I mean, whatever the medic, whatever the the cure is. Um, but you know, I just I just kind of question why they automatically put on a put someone on a statin without offering the the possibility that they could change their cholesterol levels simply by changing their diet. Okay, so. I'm pulling up my notes here so I don't miss anything. So we know there's um, diets very effective in lowering uh, cholesterol levels, okay? And without the side effects, without the side effects of statins. I mean, we know statins, um, yes, they can help lower cholesterol, but they also can produce adverse effects, okay? People have headaches and difficulty sleeping and muscle aches and weakness and memory loss and neuropathy and high blood sugars, right? <laughs> so you're like, wait, neuropathy and high blood sugars, that, that's already a problem with diabetes. And now I'm going to increase it by taking the statin to lower my cholesterol. But they don't really address, they say, you know, eat a healthy diet, but let's think about where, you know, what is the best way to do that? So here's some um, ways to help reduce your, your, um, the lousy guy, the low-density lipoproteins, okay, the cholesterol. So soluble fiber um, helps to lower blood cholesterol levels. It, it dissolves in water uh, to form a gel that moves slowly through the intestines, and it kind of grabs up the fat and di dietary cholesterol and the bile salts and sugar to be excreted, so then it, it leaves your body. Um, you know, once they're gone, they're no longer available to build more cholesterol, okay? And that's really what your high-density levels do. Uh, the good guys, they help move the low-density um, out, you know, lipoproteins out of your bloodstream to get recycled. And um, so you want to have more of those. So um, it's desirable to have higher HDL numbers, but you want lower LDL numbers. And so I guess I should have given you an example what that is. So Total cholesterol levels, you want them less than 200, okay? Less than that is even better. Anything above that 
gives you get in the, you know um, the unhealthy range. Um, and so, what does that mean individually? So for LDL, you would like it to be um, less than 100 milligrams per deciliter, okay? And you want your HDL to be higher than 40. But if it could be for like, um, you know, even higher, like 60 plus would even be more ideal, okay? So that's kind of gives you a ballpark. So you want the higher HDL um, and the lower LDL, okay? So, so anyway, soluble fiber um, helps lower blood cholesterol levels, okay? Um, and what, where do you find that? Well, you find it in plant-based foods like beans. So think hummus, lentil stew, dal, bean burritos, bean soup, you know, bean burgers, uh, bean dips. There's so many ways. You also find it in, in so many ways to get it into your diet. Also in oats and barley, you know, Quaker oats that always says soluble fiber on it. Good for lowering your cholesterol levels. That's true. Okay. So oats, you can get the whole, you know, the, the um, old fashioned rolled ones are the best. And you can use those in pancakes. You can make barley, use barley and make it in risotto. Um, you know, vegetables have insoluble fiber like eggplant, okra, carrots, potatoes, all help you lower your cholesterol. Okay. And, and so as do dark leafy greens. So the plant-based foods, okay, that, that's what you want to be um, eating. And then even in fruits, the pectin in the fruit is a soluble uh, fiber, okay? So that's desirable that you want to eat as well. And plus, it just flipping tastes good, right? So whole soy, um, you know, edanami, miso, tofu, tempeh can all be used in your diet to replace the meat and the dairy and the eggs, okay? So you want to get the animal products out of your diet because that's where cholesterol is found. Okay. Cholesterol is found in those products along with the saturated fat. So, so I should say, where do we find the, the LDL? Why, where, where do we find the, the lousy guy cholesterol? Well, saturated fats, like I alluded to, um, you find it in the meat products, the, the dairy products, the, um, even in, um, coconut and coconut oil and coconut milk and cocoa butter and palm oil and palm kernel oil, those all have saturated fats in them as well. And those are kind of the, the unusual plant-based foods that have saturated fat, okay? And so I've done a whole episode on coconut oil because people think they're getting medium chain, chain triglycerides for their health when in fact they are, some, a little bit, but they're getting a whole lot of saturated fat, okay? And so... In the, in the effort to get one good thing, they end up people end up consuming, and they want to get a lot of the, the MCT um, train the tri, um, medium chain tri, medium chain triglycerides. So they eat like straight coconut oil, right? And, and they don't really realize what's coming with that. It's the saturated fat, which is contributing to your heart, you know, heart issues and your cholesterol levels. Okay, so just keep that in mind. A trans fats, there's been a whole movement against trans fats. So um, they're a form of um, um, un unsaturated fat. And there's two types. There's kind of the natural trans fats, and those are found in dairy products, and then, and then beef and chicken and pork. And then there's artificial trans fats. And those are the ones that you hear, on, you see on packages, no trans fats, because, you know, many years ago, people were like, oh, they're just bad. And so 
and they are okay. <laughs> so they started, you know, replacing them because you would find them in a lot of processed foods. And so, and they found, you know, higher, they were linked to higher LDL cholesterol levels and lower HDL cholesterol levels. So then there was a whole movement and they've actually been banned. Uh, the FDA, I think banned them, um, I think back in 2018. And, um, and so, that's why you see it all on labels now. They're saying, oh, we don't have it and you know anymore. And so it basically is if um, foods containing less than 0.5 grams of trans fat per servings, they can be labeled as zero trans fats. Okay. So be sure to read your ingredient levels, you know, ingredient lists and make sure that any packaged foods, make sure they don't have partially hydrogenated oil in the in the ingredients list because that means a trans fat. So you might still be getting trace amounts of that and not even be realizing it because of the labeling, the way they're allowed to label it. Okay. And especially if they do it per serving and you're, you know, rarely do people eat um, those sort of foods in one, you know, they eat just a serving, right? The servings might be very small. So you might eat multiple servings that therefore you're getting more than you're, you think you're getting. So just be not aware of that. A really surprising thing that surprised me and um, about, LDL and cholesterol was unfiltered coffee and how um, it's associated um, with higher total cholesterol levels and um, a, an increase in LDL. And this, the unfiltered coffee is, is has a greater effect on those numbers than the filtered coffee, like a French press or a Turkey, Tur Turkish coffee. Um, apparently there's a cafe, cafe straw stole or some sort of ingredients. I should ask my brother-in-law, he uh, has, a, has a coffee shop and my sister um, drinks French press, right? And she, uh, well, she was not vegan until this happened, but she ended up having high cholesterol levels and she's thin, athletic, all these things. And it was like, whoa, why is my cholesterol so high? And um, promptly converted to a plant-based diet and her cholesterols came down within uh, like four or five months. So it, it's really, the plant-based lifestyle is very effective. But then recently they were slightly elevated again. So she's like, wow, well, maybe it's maybe it's the unfiltered coffee she's drinking. So she's trying that out to see. Um, she's like our our test, uh, our research study of, of you know, one <laughs> to see what happens. So so what if you're eating healthy, but your cholesterol levels, your LDL is still high? So and this and this was like for her, she transitioned, the numbers came down, but they slightly went back up. And you might want to take a look at possibly what's going on there. There might be a family history um, and, and diet and lifestyle. You have to look more closely and see if trans fats are leaking in or you're getting some oils in someplace else. But there is some um, familial um, issues sometimes with genetics that lead to higher cholesterol levels. But that would be something your doctor needs to kind of figure out. But if that's the case, you certainly want to be eating a plant-based diet so that you can, you know, try to keep it under control. And I knew a woman that did this. She had been on statins for a really long time and it really worried her because it was a familial, you know, a genetic component. And she was able to get her numbers, get off her medicines and keep her numbers. They were a little on the high end of normal, but with a plant-based diet, she was able to, um, you know, even with her genetic component, keep them fairly normal. So so, you know, if that's your issue, definitely look at your fat intake. You want to be removing um, oils from your diet because those can affect your LDL number. 
Um, and that even includes olive oil, okay? <laughs> yes, olive oil. It's 100% fat, okay? And 14% of it is saturated fat. Um, I have a friend who's an olive oil lover, okay? She, so much that I think she got, she planted olive trees and she had a olive oil press shipped to her from Italy and she really got into it and always wants to give me some for Christmas. And I'm like, no. And she was, but this one's healthy. And I was like, no, it's still 100% oil and refined and it's still a saturated fat in it and we can't do that my husband has type 2 diabetes you know and it's controlled we're not doing that so um anyway so just just kind of have to undo what you think as being healthy okay and you have to really start looking at what's seeping into your diet that might be causing these numbers to be high you can see great the ldl drop greatly is by going plant-based and then if it's still slightly high or um, you know, or if you're not losing weight, um, you have to, that's what often is the case with a lot of my clients. It's like, let's kind of really start fine tuning this and see what's entering your diet. And often it's these really hidden oils that people don't, don't see. Um, another important component to lowering your LDL and raising your HDL is being physically active. Okay. Um, you know, just doing, um, Low intensity exercise with maybe some, um, you know, it's, it shows it increases your HDL and it helps with antioxidant capabilities. And exercise is just good. I mean, it doesn't have to be hard, um, hard exercise. Just be consistent. Just be doing it regularly, and um, and it can certainly help. So, so anyway, I think when they there were some studies done um, and researchers tracked data, health data in like 328 adults who were not on statins but were eating a whole food plant-based diet and they lost an average of 50 pounds and saw their LDL cholesterol drop an average of 42.2 milligrams per deciliters without medication. Um, and so, you know, statins are not the answer for everybody with high cholesterol. Um, you know, I think the whole foods plant-based diet is underestimated. And if you have type 2 diabetes, I I just think that going on a statin and knowing that it's going to raise, for many people, it raises your blood sugar levels. It's like, it, it seems counterproductive to me when we know a plant-based diet can lower those numbers and lower your blood sugar numbers as well. Um, it seems like a better option. So I hope this gives you something to think about. I, um, I'm just kind of shocked that the American um, Diabetics Association makes that recommendation knowing this information. And um, I'm not a doctor, so maybe there's a, a reason that is warranted that I don't know about. But I do know that uh, my husband refused going on it, and he has been fine. Um, and, you know, if you have a familial issue with high cholesterol or your numbers are way high and you just can't bring them down. I mean, it might be uh, something you want to do, but question it. Just because they want to do it, say, you know, question it. That's what I really want you to take control of your health. And don't just go on the meds because they tell you you have to. Do your own research, okay? Um, and try other things. You know, think out of the box. I told you this in other episodes that you know, a plant-based lifestyle um, might seem hard at first, but it's it's really delicious. The food's delicious, and the results are so fast. 
I mean, with diabetics, especially, I see clients bring their blood sugars down in like 30 days or sooner. You know, um, they start seeing readings that are just, they hadn't seen in, in years. So just, you know, it's, it's, it means that you have to just change, change it up a little bit. Think of food differently and, and think it, of it, you know, um, not as such a pleasure source. I mean, it should be pleasurable, but the foods you're eating are harming your health. Okay, just keep that in mind. And you can choose foods that taste good and help your health. Okay, and those foods are plants. So with that said, um, as always, have a great day and keep choosing plants. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time. And I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.